Hey, this is Philip Craig here. I'm the pastor of Aria Church. This is our podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this empowers you. I hope it fuels your faith, and I hope it impacts your life. Enjoy the message. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for uh, just being a part of my life, and thank you for letting me be part of yours. I think it's like a year ago that I visited uh, you and got to speak in R8, and man, I loved it. I love your church. I love what you're part of. So church, be thankful to what you have been given uh, as being a part of a church like this. So uh, I'm so blessed to be part of your journey. I'm going to speak to you today from Luke chapter 9. Luke chapter 9. We're going to get right into it. Uh, And I'm pumped. Uh, I hope I can you can see that from from where you're sitting. I don't know where you're sitting, if you're at home or if you're sitting on a bus or whatever you are. But I think this message can help you. So uh, uh, Luke chapter 9, verse 22, it says like this. The Son of Man must suffer many things, he said. That's Jesus talking. He said, he will be rejected by the elders, by the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. And he will be killed. But on the third day, he will be raised from the dead. Then he said to the crowd, if you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way and take up your cross daily. And follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but, lose, but are yourself lost or destroyed? If anyone is ashamed of me or my message and my message, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in his glory and in the glory of the Father and the holy angels. Let's pray together. Father God, I thank you for your word. I thank you, God, that you want to speak to us this Sunday. If we are at home, if we're listening on a bus, or whatever we are watching this, I pray that you would speak to us, that you would speak to me as I'm speaking to, 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 to and preaching right now to Northern Ireland. I pray, God, that you would speak to us, help us to live the life that you have given us. I pray that in the name of Jesus and everybody said, Amen. My title today is Don't Lose your passport yes don't lose your passport or i actually have another one which is keep the main thing the main thing don't lose your passport or keep the main thing the main thing keep the main thing the main thing when you travel do you travel light or heavy like do you have big bags or small bags i've been a youth pastor for many years and i've you know i've done a lot of youth trips and, and uh, when you do that, you know, you need to pack, pack a bus, you know. And, and we always told our teenagers to only bring one bag, you know, and, and try to travel light so we could get everything on the bus. And every time, every time, there were always some girls, especially girls, and also me, actually, uh, that brought a little bit too much. We had like maybe two bags or, you know, and we always had to tell people, hey, don't bring too much. Because, you know, some girls, they're on this height, but they had bags like this, or and four of them. You know, crazy. I don't know what they brought, but they had a lot of package. And I'm sure you know someone who does exactly like that. They always bring a lot of luggage. But then you also had some guys, especially, who didn't bring anything, you know. They didn't bring anything. And you just knew when you saw that, when they came with their small bag, you just, this is going to stink. Yep, this is not going to smell good. 
this is not going to be good for the rest of us. Uh, you know. And you know, we know when we travel, uh, we need to pack everything that we need and stuff. You know. If you're going on a road trip, if you're flying you know, abroad or whatever you do, you obviously need to pack your bags. Uh, my mom always told me when I was going to travel, when I started traveling as a, you know, when I was 18, 19 or so, he, she always said, told me, Joseph, don't lose your passport. Don't lose your passport. Whatever you do, don't lose your passport. The passport is the main thing for you to travel. So, you know, when I was going to go on a trip, I know I packed my bags. I brought everything that I wanted to bring with me. But then always, <laughs> before I left, she mom said, do you have your passport? And I was like, oh, you, shoot, yes, the passport. So I had to run in and you know, take the, bring in the passport. Because you guys know that if I go to the airport with nice bags, I might have a you know, really, really nice bag. I think the bag looks cool. But if I don't have my passport, I won't get on the plane. You know, you can have whatever bags you want. If you're big, small, Louis Vuitton or, or, or just some you know, cheap one, doesn't matter. If you don't have your passport, you will not get on the plane. You need your passport, so don't forget your passport. Now, this passage that we just read is Jesus trying to explain the main thing. He is trying to explain what is really important. And I think in our Christian journey, we're in, you know, in life, sometimes we can be exactly as we are when we travel. That we, we focus so much on everything else, but we forget the passport. We, 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 we focus so much on everything around, but then we forget the real reason and the main thing about the gospel and the, about what Jesus wants for our life. And here Jesus is trying to explain to his disciples that the Son of Man must suffer many terrible things. He says, no, I have to die. That's what Jesus said. I have to go to the cross. That's my purpose. Because, you know, the disciples, they didn't like Jesus going to the cross. They didn't want Jesus to go away. They wanted Jesus to be around, to, to, to hang out with them, to do miracles, signs and wonders. But Jesus said, no, the Son of Man must suffer. He must go to the cross. And then he said, if you want to follow me, if you want to follow me, then you must take up your cross daily and follow me. Now, what does that mean? I think it means you need to keep the main thing, the main thing. And that's what I want to speak to you today. You need to keep the main thing, the main thing. Because you know what? You might think you are winning in life, that you're gaining in life because you have a nice car, because you have a nice house, because you have the rela relationship you want to. And the world will always try to tell us this is how you win in life. This is how you gain. And isn't it interesting that some of the people that we as humans put up on, on pedestals and we like, hey, they are great. You know, they are actually the ones that might su sometimes suffer the most. I'm thinking about Elvis Presley, the king of rock, the king Elvis Presley, he went through so much, but so everyone said that he is living the life. He is the, he is the king, but still he suffered on the inside. We can think about the king of pop, Michael Jackson, or uh, the queen, Whitney Houston. We can think about all these celebrities who, 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 who we think sometimes they, they are really winning, but we know that they suffered and they, sometimes it, it was something missing in their lives. The fame did not give it to them what they wanted, you know. They, it wasn't the main thing in life. And I think it's possible that you and I can miss the passport, forget the passport, forget the main thing in life. And that is what I want to speak to you today. In Revelations chapter 2, 
You know, John is writing to the church, to a bunch of churches, to seven different churches. And he's trying to explain the main thing. He's trying to correct them and, and, and also, you know, encourage them and help them so they, are, so they are staying on track. So they are keeping the main thing, the main thing. And in chapter 2, he writes to this church in Ephesus. It says this, if you, if, if you have your Bible, go with me there. Revelations 2, chapter 1. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Ephesus. This is the message from the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand and the one who talks, uh, walks among the seven gold lampstands. I know the things you do. I have seen your hard work and I know your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. You have ex examined the claims of those who say they are apostle, apostles but are not. You have discovered that they are liars. You have uh, patiently suffered for me without quitting. But then verse 4, he says this. But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches so john is writing to this church and he says you've done actually some great stuff you are you, your focus is is you know you, you have you've done some some good things but i have this against you you don't love me or each other as you did he's basically saying hey you 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 you've focused a little bit too much on things that actually don't matter this is what matters. This is, this, is this is my complaint against you. This is what the main thing is. And I'm going to give you a few things that I think are main things walking with Jesus. Number one, I want to tell you, don't lose your will. Don't lose your will. It said here that they, they don't love Jesus or each other as they did at first. Now, you know, Loving is actually a decision. It's a will. Loving is a will. Jesus said, if you want to follow me, if you want to follow me, if you want to, then you must. So he talked about their will. Now, what do you want? What do you want? Can I tell you something? You have two wills. Yes, you have two wills. You have one will. If you are a believer, if you follow Jesus, you have two wills. The Bible says in, in, in Galatians that you have your spirit and that you have your flesh. You have something in you that want to follow Jesus, but you also have something in you that sometimes don't want to follow Jesus and they don't, you don't want to do the things of God. You have two wills. And I think the will is key, man. It's key in your life. What do you want? Do you want to follow Jesus? You see, Jesus said he gave up his life by free will but we also know that Jesus suffered when he was in just Gethsemane and he's told God if this is possible let this cup you know go go let someone else take this cup or if it's possible I don't want to drink this cup so Jesus was struggling he said I want to follow you God I want to I want to obey you and I want to go to the cross but at the same time we can see in the Bible that he had something in him that he, he didn't want to do it because 
he was fully man and he was fully God. So he felt like, ah, but then he said, no, don't let my will be done. Let your will be done. That's what he said. And he went to the cross. You see, Paul says the same, actually. He's a human being like you and I. He says, what I want to do, I'm not doing. And what I don't want to do, that's actually what I'm doing. So he said, I have two wills. I have one will who want to follow God, and then I have one will who don't. And that's why he explains in, in Galatians chapter 5, he says, my, my, the flesh, you know, desires, you know, uh, uh, my flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. And the spirit is contrary to the flesh. They are, listen to this, they are in conflict with each other so that you are not to do whatever you want. So you have your flesh and you have your spirit, but they are fighting against each other to hinder you what you really want. <laughs> it's kind of complicated, but I think you know what I mean. What is your will? Yeah, I want to follow Jesus. I want to do what's right, but then there's something in me. Uh, and then, so I have to hold on to my will. You see, Paul knew what he wanted. By writing this, he knew what he wanted. He said, I want to follow Jesus. I want to do what's right. I want to follow your word. I want to be a disciple, but it is hard. I have my flesh and I have my spirit. I have to feed my spirit so my flesh won't take over. I, I, but I want to follow you. And that's my message to you. Hey, don't forget your will. Don't forget your will. So whenever you do things you don't want to do, actually, don't forget your will. <laughs> don't forget, like, okay, you, you want to follow Jesus. You want to follow Him. You want to go with God. You want to reach your friends for Jesus. You want to do what's right. Don't lose your will. What do you want? You see, we're not saved by actions. We are saved by grace. That's a good, good place to say amen. We are saved by grace. But you have to make a decision. You have to say, hey, this is what I want. I want you, Jesus. I want to follow you, Jesus. And when you say that, then the grace of God will strengthen you, will forgive you, will help you to walk with Him. So don't lose your will. Number two, don't lose your habits. It says this in verse 5, turn back to me and do the works you did at first. Turn back to me and do the th works you did at first. We all have habits. We all have things we do. Some our habits are awesome. Some are not. You know, some things we do are just amazing. You know, I have a habit every morning without a doubt. <laughs> you know, every morning I wake up and I go to my espresso machine. Yeah, I don't read the Bible first. I drink coffee first. That's my habit every morning. But then I have a bunch of other habits. Some are good. Some are <laughs> less good, you know. And we all make decisions. Now is New Year's. We want to, you know, make decisions that we're going to train, exercise, and, you know, be, be healthy and stuff like that. We try to put in habits in our lives. Someone said, we are what we repeatedly do. We are what we repeatedly do. Habits. A few years ago, I, I traveled with uh, a group of young adults. We were going to China on a mission trip. And uh, we, we traveled among cities in China, and we got to this city and this hotel and we were going to check in and one of the girls she had lost her passport she had lost her passport and we realized man if we can't find this passport it will screw in our trip we will be stuck here we can't just leave her in the middle of china so we have to stay here and wait till we find the passport or we get to you know 
you know, order a new passport. And we just realized we need to find this passport. So we started to track, do an inventory where all the places we had been and trying to figure out where is the passport? Where is the passport? Finally, luckily, we found the passport. We found the passport so we could travel, so we could keep going. But we had to track our works. We had to track our behavior. We had to see where had we gone, where have we been, what, what, what have we been doing to find the passport. And maybe that is what, you know, John is trying to explain here. He says, do the works you did at first. Do the works you did at first. Do an inventory of your life and check, hey, what are my habits? Are my habits bringing me closer to God or away from God? You see, are my habits helping me or are they actually destroying me? And I want to challenge you right now to look over your life and look over your habits and see, hey, how is my prayer life? How is my Bible reading? How is my church serving? How is, you know, how is my life? What kind of habits do I have? And especially in a time like this where our normal habits have been, you know, been, 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 you know, been changed quite a bit. We can't do what we used to do. But you, I wanna, just want to encourage you to look over your habits. Look over your habits. Proverbs 22 says, train a young man on his ways when he is young and then when he will not fall away when he is old. Habits. Habits. You see, I think God want to help you and I think church want to help you to have great habits. Habits that will keep you on track sometimes when your feeling says, ah, you know, when things around you happens and you're like, I don't know what to do. You have some great habits watching, you know. The message like this is a great habit. Going to R8 when it's open and when you're, when you're able to, it's a great habit. You're part of an amazing church. Make that a habit in your life. I'm telling you, you will be blessed. God will help you. Hey, look over your habits and don't lose your habits. Number three, don't lose your boldness. Don't lose your boldness. You see, I think God wants you to be bold. I think God wants you to be courageous. I think God wants RA to be bold. What do I mean by that? You see, boldness is connected to our confidence or to our identity. And when John here writes to the church, he says, write to the angel of the church of Ephesus. Angel is angelos in Greek and it actually means being a messenger. So he writes to this church and he starts off by identifying them or and the leader as you know the scholars thought think that what he actually says it is the messenger the leader of the church of Ephesus and he says hey write to them so he he identifies the leader as a messenger a messenger you have a message to declare and I think we have to understand that boldness comes from our identity sometimes we're not bold because we don't have the identity. We don't know the identity we have in Christ. You see, I'm a son of my dad. That is one you know, identity I, know I have. I, I know I'm Joseph. I'm 37. I am born by Emmanuel and Vanya. They live, you know, that's, that's part of my identity. And when I go to my parents' house, because of my identity as a son, I can be bold. I can go straight in. I have my own key. I can, I, even though I don't live there, I have my own key. I can go in there. I can go to the fridge. I can eat whatever I want to because I have the identity of their son. I am their son. 
And you see, sometimes we're not bold because we, we have, you know, lost the, the identity that we have in Christ. You see, in, in, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, it says, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence or do not cast away your boldness. It's the same word. Don't cast away your confidence, your boldness, which has great reward, it says. It says it has great reward to not cast away your boldness. But you know what? In Hebrews chapter 4, it says, Let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God. You see, boldness doesn't start with you just, you know, I'm going to be bold, I'm going to stand up. It starts with understanding that I can be bold in God. I have grace from God. I am a child of God and I can be bold. I can come boldly to the throne of grace. And I think if we understand that we can run to God with boldness, we will be able to run to people with boldness. We will be able to stand up for God with boldness. We will be able, because we have the identity, I'm a child of God, I'm saved by grace, and I'm, you know, every time I do something wrong, I'm boldly running to the throne of grace. I'm boldly running to God. And that's why I can be bold to, in front of people. And you see, being a messenger is actually not about the messenger. It's about the message. You know, Christmas is coming up. And to be honest, Santa Claus, we don't care about Santa Claus. We don't. We care about the packages Santa Claus comes with. You see, I've been Santa once. And after I gave up, you know, my, my, my packages and stuff, no one cared about me because I was just there to deliver a message. I was there to deliver a package, to deliver packages. After that, but you know what? Isn't that awesome? That's how our Christian life is. We are messengers. It's not about us. We are not the main thing. The main thing is the gospel. The main thing is Jesus. The main thing is the message and i'm just a messenger and if you see it that way i'm telling you you will be more bold and i pray that you will be bold because god has placed you here with a purpose you live here you have a purpose god has you know god has a way for you be bold in that way he has given you gifts and talents oh let me preach you he has given you so much be bold with what god has given you be bold come on be bold and then it said that if you don't turn away, it said, God will remove the lampstand. What is the lampstand? The lampstand in the Bible is a sign of the presence of God. The main thing. The presence of God, the power of God. You see, when John writes this to this church, they knew exactly what it meant when he said, if you don't repent, if you don't repent, I will remove the lampstand. They knew exactly what that meant because they knew that the main thing is the presence of God it is the anointing of God it is the Holy Spirit and his power that's the main thing and you see a lampstand is meant to shine that's why it is important for you to be bold that's why you should not throw away or lose your boldness because you have been given the presence of God the Holy Spirit is inside of you you have the lampstand and don't, you know, hide the lamp. It says in Luke 8, it says, you know, no one lights a lamp and then covers it. You know, it says, hey, show the lamp. Show, them the, show it. 
The lampstand is the main thing. The presence of God is the main thing in your life. The presence of God is what's most important. The presence of God is the passport. It is the presence of God you need in your life. Christianity, like we've said so many times, it's not a religion. It's a relationship. It is the presence of God in your life. Hey, man, I think I'm preaching actually pretty good. Uh, the presence of God is the main thing. The presence of God is the main thing. Number four, the last thing I want to tell you is don't lose your value. Don't lose your value. 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 You see, if I were to sell this phone to you for 10 bucks or 10 pounds, you would come straight away and want to buy it because you know the value is more than 10 quid. But if I say, hey, 10 million, you wouldn't want to buy it, right? A few years ago, I bought an apartment. It was expensive. It was right on the peak, you know, peak of the market. And I bought this apartment and I thought this is a good investment and it's a good apartment. And, and after I bought it, I was quite happy. But then I started giving, getting text from my, the, the, the broker, the, for the firm. It was some automatic text. It came to me every second week who told me the value of my apartment. So every, every two weeks, I got these beep beep. And I, could you see that the value of my apartment were going down? So every you know, time I got the text, it said, this is how much your, 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 your apartment is worth. And it was less and less and less. So I got all these texts. And then after a while, I decided to sell the apartment. And I had fixed it up a little bit. I made it nice. And so I thought this is actually worth more right now than what I bought it for. But the market said it's not. My text messages that I got from this broker firm said, no, 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 it's not worth that much. But then I decided I'm going to try to sell it. And we, we actually sold it, thank to God, for more than I bought it for because I thought it was worth that much. You see, something's value is determined what someone is willing to pay. That's what determines the value. If someone want to buy this for, for, for 10 million, you're more than welcome. Come on. You know, because if you're willing to pay for it, then that's what it's actually worth. And you know what? Jesus' main thing is you. And he has paid a price for you. He has given his life for you. He has given everything for you. The price is paid. You see, the cross... The main thing that Jesus said that he was going to do was to die on a cross. The cross is the sign that says you are God's main thing. The cross says the price is paid. I don't know how you think about yourself. I don't know what you are going through right now, what you think your value is. But I'm going to tell you, hey, Jesus has given his life for you. You can't lose your passport. You can't lose the life that God has given you. Don't devalue your life. Value your life because God values your life. God has given His all for you. Man, do you know that? The cross is a sign that God has given everything for you. The price is paid. I don't care what kind of text you get. I don't care what people say around you. I don't care what people you know, try to tell you. You're worthy something more than you think. I'm telling you, you, you are valuable. Don't lose your value. You see, in life, it's exactly the same as when I sold my apartment. 
We get texts from everybody. We get texts from people and says, hey, you, you, you can't do it. You're not good enough. You know, no one cares about you. You're not, you, you won't be able to make a difference. You can't do this. You, can't, you, know, you will get a bunch of texts, a bunch of impressions from people. But can I tell you that the cross is the sign that says you're valuable. Don't lose your value because you are God's main thing. He said, the writer, John, I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. That's the main thing. Because Jesus loves us, we can love him. Because Jesus has given his life for us, we can go to him and we can pray to him and we can have a relationship with him. You are his main thing. People are God's main thing. And that is my message to you today is that people is the main thing, friends. When it comes to church, building church, people are the main thing. You know, it's not about Sunday services, even though we like gathering on a Sunday and praising, worshiping and all that. But the main thing is people. You know, you can reach out to people. You can help people. And if you're watching this right now and you don't know if you have a plan or a purpose, I'm telling you, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. You are His main thing. Because the thing is that God wants you to go on a trip. God wants you to travel far. God wants you to live an exciting life, an adventurous life. And He needs you to don't forget the passport, to keep the main thing, the main thing, so that you can become everything that God has wants you to do and wants you to, wants you to be. Hey, come on. Christ alone, hope you enjoyed the podcast today if you did there's just a few things i'd like you to do subscribe to our podcast so the most recent message will always be in your feed secondly if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us continue to reach others you can go onto our website at ariatchurch.org and give now and we will see you next time on the ariat church podcast